0: Love Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to episode twelve of Darker Demons. When we left off a couple weeks ago, Alexandra was recuperating from her injury when she just up and disappeared and no one knows where she is at the moment. And Jake doesn't realize that she has disappeared and only knows she hasn't gotten in touch with him and he goes out to dinner and Tom, his memory has come back to him and he realizes that he's the one who stabbed Alexandra and he tries to write her a note, tries to somehow let her know to stay away from him but the entity in possession of him will allow that to happen so that's sort of where we are right now. Okay, Jake is in the restaurant. While waiting, he is approached by a gorgeous woman. Smiling, she pulls out the chair opposite him and sits down. I'm Teresa, she says, holding out her hand. And you are? Eyes blazing, he answers. I am not the least bit interested in having you at my table. Please leave now. Flustered, the woman quickly gets up, telling him he is the rudest man she has ever met. The waiter rushes over with an apology. Jake brushes it off, saying, tourists, you know how they can be. Looking towards the woman, he observes her talking animatedly to her table mates and pointing in his direction. Something tightens in his chest. Unable to identify the cause, he chooses to ignore it and enjoy his dinner. He has finished his meal and still no call from Alexandra. Summoning the waiter, he asks for his check and the check for Teresa's table. On his way out, he gives her a smile and a nod. Her cheeks flush as she returns the smile. And why on earth did I do that, he wonders. His phone begins ringing when he is almost home. The number is Alexandra's. Alex, I'm so glad you called, he says, relief cracking his voice. The person on the other end is not Alexandra. I'm sorry, Jake, this is Claire. I have some bad news. Alexandra has disappeared. Alexandra awakens. Her surroundings are comfortable. The moon is not visible, but she can see its reflection in the water beyond her window. The sound of crashing surf echoes off the whitewashed walls. The red drapes breathe in and out. When she steps out of bed, the floor beneath her feet is cool, even though the air is warm. She is alone in the room, but she hears voices elsewhere in the house. There's the sound of music, a violin, Looking down, she sees she is dressed in a white gown. Her back is stiff. The pain of the knife wound is dull, almost imperceptible. The dreamlike feeling of the place blurs the edges of her anxiety. Hearing footsteps approaching, she turns towards the door. A strange female enters the bedroom and smiles at Alexandra. The witch says she is glad to see Alexandra finally up and about. We were beginning to worry, she says, in a loping sing song voice, carrying hints of an African accident, accent. <clears throat> Puzzled, Alexandra asks where she is. The witch explains they're in a house on the coast of Spain. Hadith, to be precise, she adds. How did I get here? she asks. The witch smiles. Your mother brought you. My mother is dead, Alexandra says. Shaking her head and making a Sound with her tongue, she replies, Your mother's spirit is very much with us. She has not yet departed for the Akashic realm. The witch tells her to get some rest and she will explain everything in the morning. What's your name? Alexandra asks. Dawn, the witch answers. What a lovely name, Alexandra tells her. And this place, it has such a peaceful atmosphere, so beautiful. Yes, you will find it helps to heal the spirit and the body. Now rest, she says, leaving Alexandra alone in the room with the red curtains. Jake's frustration has reached epic proportions by the time he arrives at the convent. Assuming his natural form, he leaps over the fence and pounds on the door. Looking terrified, Rosaline answers and leads him up to Alexandra's room on the second floor. What happened, he demands to know. Claire asks him to please return to his human form. She finds the pale turquoise skin and black eyes of the demon, slightly disconcerting and not unpleasant. Jake honors her request and asks again, What happened? Claire responds, saying, We believe Alexander was taken by her mother, Lorelei. Before she died, she made a vow to protect her daughter, always, Her force is still strong, strong enough to spirit Alexandra away. But not strong enough to protect her from an attack, Jake replies angrily. He asks where Lorelei might have taken Alexandra. That I do not know. She has connections all over the world. Coven's more than willing to help her, Claire replies. I'm sorry, Jake, but at least she'll be safe wherever she is. When she is able, she will contact you. I feel certain of that. She doesn't mention the spirit of of Magdalene, nor where they believe she is residing. Looking dubious, Jake asks, what makes her so sure? You are a demon, and she is under your spell, Claire answers. Besides, she truly loves you. Understanding there is nothing more he can do, Jake tells Claire he will be at home if they hear anything. Of course, we will let you know, she says. Turning to Rosalind, when they are once again alone, Claire says, Let's hope he doesn't find out about Magdalene. I'm not sure he is strong enough in his current state to defeat her if it comes to a battle. Rosalind tells her, I believe he suspects Tom, who stabbed Alexandra. I'm afraid he might attempt to confront him, not knowing what he will really be up against. Maybe we should have warned him. Magdalene awakens refreshed. While getting dressed, she takes time exploring her body, reveling in its strength. Walking to Gregory's, she encounters many women who smell of desire, women yearning to feel her touch. She grants them each a smile, fanning the flames they will need to quench somewhere else. Answering the door, Samir recognizes her immediately and rushes up the stairs to inform Gregory. His former lover has come to pay a visit. Is she in human form, Gregory wants to know? Yes, but send her up then, Gregory demands. Samir does as he is told. He can hear his master's exclamation of surprise, followed by laughter. Gregory extends his hand. Tom, Magdalene takes his hand and pulls Gregory close. No kiss for me, she teases. I think not, he answers. Come back in a more agreeable body and we'll see. Magdalene seats herself on the couch and asks Gregory to take a seat. We need to talk, she tells him, about Alexandra. Gregory agrees. He begins by telling his story, how he had learned of Alexandra's birth from one of the Dauphine Street witches. He would not say which one. I believe she is the fulfillment of the prophecy, the witch also told me I died the day Alexandra was born, <clears throat> and Lucian brought the child to live with them. I always believed I was the one meant to be the father of the key. felt so Lucian had stolen Alexandra from me, and I began my plan to take her back as soon as she came of age. When I heard Eziel had begun a relationship with her, I approached him with a deal. I offered him any of my possessions in exchange for information on her. I was in for an unpleasant surprise. He refused to pass any information on to me. He then recounts his story of sending Samir to kidnap Alexandra. I could not have found her without his help. Laura Lysvale is thick, he tells her. He continues, telling Magdalene how he had Alexandra in his grasp, only to see her snatched away by her meddling father. Magdalene advises him not to assume it was Lucien. I believe Lorelei's spirit is still very present, and it was she who took Alexandra away. Not entirely but surprised by the information, he says, Now it is your turn. Tell me where the years have taken you and what has brought you here. My spirit was lost after Lucien murdered me. I was not fully in this world nor outside of it. I was not able to escape the cycle in which I was trapped. Then Alexandra reached her age of awakening. My spirit was restored by the power within her. I returned to this plane and located Alexandra. I found she was in a relationship with EZL. She did not at that time recognize his true nature. He was also involved in a sexual relationship with a woman in Alexandra's circle. Her name was Caitlin. Was, is she no longer in the realm of the living, Gregory asks? Be patient, my love. I'll explain everything. She goes on to tell Gregory how she sees the opportunity to enter Caitlin's body. My plan was to trick Eziel into murdering Alexandra for me. I knew Lorelei had placed a spell of protection over her. However, I hoped it would not offer protection from the demon. And I know it's a little short this week, but I'm going to have to end now because my dog needs to go out and there's nobody here to let him out but me. So that's it for this week. I hope you'll tune in the next.